Today's daf is Ksubis daf ayin days, and we are about 15 lines from the top of daf ayin aleph omid days, the two dots. Rabbi Yossi Yoimer. Today's daf is being learned to Ilu Nishmas Chaim Malazar, Ben Yabadul Chaim, Rab Shimshin So we're in the beginning of Perikamadir, which discusses a man who made a nether that his wife should not be able to have any Hanoah from him. The Rishonim speak out, Rashi, it's the first Toysfus in the Barak, that even though the word Hanoah is a general term, but the nether of the Mishnah was more specific. The nether was that his wife would not be supported by him in the Mizoinois sense. Now the truth is, even though Perek is the Perek, that is synonymous with the sugyas of a man making a nether that affects his wife, the shibudim, kainomois mafkia mide shibud, tziodayach bimzoinoy sayach, eni nezoinis ve'eni Really, this Mishnah is a continuation of a Mishnah that we already learned earlier in the Masechta, on Daf Samachalaf Amadez, where the Mishnah discussed, hamaderis ishtoi mitashmish hamita. It's really me'inyin le'inyin, very much ba'oysa inyin. In the Mishnah Daf Samachalaf on the days, the man is making a nether to be mafkia, the obligation of oino. And in our Mishnah, the way that we shine him explain it, the man is making a nether to be mafkia, the obligation of she'er. Either way, the topic of the sugyas is a little bit hilchis nedarim, and it discusses this man that made a nether that's going to have a negative impact on his wife. Bederech Agav ben Benoi shall Agav. The next Masechta that we're going to learn is Masechtas Nedarim, and the Gemara in Soita Dabez Amad Aleph discusses the paper trail. Why is it that we go from Ksubis to Nedarim and then to Nazar and then to Soita? In the course of the Gemara's explanation, the Gemara says that being that when we learn Masechtas Ksubis, we learn Perakamadir. So Agav, we mentioned Perakamadir. Let me talk to you a little bit more about Nadarim, and then we have a whole Masechta 90 so dafin that talk about Nadarim, and from there we go Mi'inyan Le'inyan Ba'isa Inyan Iskish Nadarim Le'Naziris, and we have a whole Masechta that talks about Naziris, and Kalaraya Saita Bekugula Yazir Atzma Minayayin, and that's why we have Masechta Saita, but from the fact that we're learning Parakamadar, that means we're certainly in the home stretch to a, a degree of Masechta Ksubis, more about that later, but either way, so the Mishnah in the Sefer was discussing a man that made a nether, that his wife should not be able to taste, or a man made a nether, that his wife will not be able to put on any perfume or any type of jewelry. And there was a machloikis tanom, exactly how we treat this nether. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda said, as it relates to Peirois, if he was a Yisrael, one day we can live with such a nether, two days already is too much, a koyen, we give them a little bit more time, because once a koyen divorces his wife, at that point he won't be able to be machzigrushasoy, so shnayim, up until two days, we try to allow them to make it work, meaning we give them an extra day, if it's three days, then it's going to be Yoytzev What about as it relates to the nether of Kishutim? So there, the Mishnah mentioned Rabbi Shita. Rabbi Yoysi holds, it depends if she was an Aniyah or an Ashira. If she was an Aniyah, so then the halach is, if the nether had a kitzvah, then it's okay. But if there was no kitzvah, this nether is going to be forever, that's when the halach is Yoytzev Suba. 
if she was an Ashira, so then uh, it's also totally in a kitzvah, but the kitzvah shloishim yad, meaning up until 30 days. So there the halach is, we would allow this neder to be. If it's more than 30 days, at that point, it's not going to be okay. So it's the end of the Mishnah that the Gemara now is going to focus on. That last machloik is between Rabbi Yosei and the Chachamim. We are a man made a neder shaloy tiskashet be'echad mikishute. We are according to Rabbi Yosi, it matters whether this woman is an Ania or she's an Ashira. Just one thing to speak out, Pashup Shad and the Gemara, and that is the Gemara had a fundamental problem with that whole neder. Really, the last two nedarim of the Mishnah, where a man made a neder shaloy titoim echad mikolaperois or shaloy tiskashet be'echad mikolakishutim, and that is, how does a man have a right to tell his wife you can't eat fruit? You can tell your wife you can't eat my fruit. You could tell a wife, I won't eat your fruit. But how could you tell your wife that you can't eat any fruit? You're not a bilim on your wife to dictate what she can or cannot eat. The same is true with Kishutim. And what emerged was that there were two mahalachim in the Gemara. One mahalach was that the Mishnah is talking about where she's the one that made the nether, and he was Mikayim the nether. Hu nasan etzba bein shineha. That's Chalikiz Rav and Shmuel. And it's because of that that we make him complicit for this nether. But Enochanami, he didn't make the nether. He's not a balabas to make this nether. She's the one that made the nether. The other mahalach that the Gemara said, just pashit, pashit, shat, and that is, it's talking about where he told her as follows that I can't tell you not to eat fruit it's not in my control but I'm letting you know if you eat fruit it's going to trigger a nether that I can make and that is no mezoinus no tashmashamita so he was toilo a nether that he can make that's going to negatively impact her in her eating fruit or on her putting on kishutim so although it's true the hefts of the nether if you want to look at it from a very lumdish perspective is not on the fruit and it's not on the kishutim but at the same time for all intents and purposes there is an isa nether on the fruit and the Kishutim, because if she would violate that condition, it's going to suddenly trigger something that's going to be very cumbersome. Regardless, Rabbi Yossi said, as it relates to Kishutin, it depends on whether she's an Ania or she's an Ashira. So again, what's Talacha? If she's an Ania, was there a Kitzvah or was there no Kitzvah? If there's a Kitzvah, then it's good. If there was no Kitzvah, that's when we have a problem. So, the Kama Kitzvah, what is a Kitzvah? Any Kitzvah? Like if it's five years, then it's going to be okay. So the Gemara says, no. It should be 12 months. Rabbi Barbarchanon, Rabbi Yoichanon, Esashon, Rabbi Chanon said the name of Rabbi Yoichanon, 10 years. Rabbi Chizdomar, Rabbi Chizdomar, Rabbi Chizdomar, and here the Gemara gives us far already why it should be a regal, why it should be a yantif. The Gemara doesn't explain the other shiurim, but this year the Gemara explains, and the reason is because ordinarily a woman from yantif to yantif needs or kishutim. So if you're going to say a full regal, you can't have it, meaning go beyond the next yantif, that's already when you're in the territory of Why 30 days? said So when the Isha Chashuva would put on her besalim, she would put on her, her perfume, so it would be very, very strong, apparently. How strong? The Reach went for 30 days. So if you tell her you can't put on Kishutim for 30 days, because she's still being nana, literally, Mireach and as a result, you're not really putting her in this uncomfortable position. Now already, they don't smell anymore the kishutim that you put on a month ago. And as a result, that's when we're in the territory of Yoytzev eating soup. Either way, our Mishnah 
discussed Hamadras Ishtai Melehanoisloi. We're gonna go me Indian the Inya Ba'usa Inyan. We're gonna talk about more Nidarim that if a man would make, what the impact would be on their marriage. If somebody makes a nether to his wife, she can't go back to her parents' home. If her parents live together with her, they live in the same city. If this nether was for up to a month, we make it work. If it was more than a month, meaning it goes into a second month, it's 31 days, then the Allah is eating suba. Grounds for the divorce. Let's say her parents, her father lives in another city, then up until one month, one yontif, you got him, we can make it work. If it's three regalim, then you have to give a get. What's the obvious question? One month, you got him. Three months, what about two months? Rashi says that this is going to be the Gemara's first question. If somebody makes a nether towards his wife and says, you cannot go to a base oval, you cannot go to a base mishnah. So again, what does that mean? You're telling your wife she can't go to a base oval. You're not a bala boss on that. But it's similar to what we spoke at earlier. You're telling her that if you're going to go to a base oval, to a base mishnah, I'm just letting you know you're going to have to make your own supper. So then the Allah says, Why? Because what you're doing is you're closing doors from her, Rashi says, that the Gemara is going to explain. Let's say he says, the reason I'm making this nether is because of a Dover Acher. I'll show you then it's motor. What's a Dover Acher? It's a Rashi. Again, the Gemara is going to explain. If he tells her, he tells her that I'm making a nether, but the nether is only going to be in effect if you don't listen to what I'm about to say. Okay, what? Do you want me to do? I want you to tell Pliny what you told me. Or I want you to tell Pliny what I told you. What does this all mean? Rashi says again, the Gemara is going to explain. Or if a man tells his wife, I want you to be and he doesn't just tell it there, he makes it conditional upon some sort of nether. Again, what that means, Rashi says, we have another mission that talks about Hamada, and Rashi said no less than five times, that the Gemara is obviously going to explain now the entire mission. So let's start from the beginning. The Mishnah said, a man made a nether, he told his wife, you cannot go to your father's house. So what's Talacha? Could a woman live with such an arrangement or not? If she can't, then we know Chazal are going to say Yoytziv eating suba. If she can, so then we try to make it work. So the Mishnah says, it depends. If the father lives in the same city as his daughter, so then up until one month we make work. It's not but it's regal. One yontif. Three yontif. I don't even know how to read the Mishnah. You told me meaning if the Shver lives in a different city up until one month, one yont if we make it work. It sounds like if it be two regalim, then the Allah would be yotzvi ting suba. Ema sefer, look at the sefer shloshi yotzvi ting suba. If it's three regalim, yotzvi ting suba. Hashnayim, but if it would be two, you can we would make it work. In other words, what's the Allah with shnayim? From the beginning of the Mishnah, it sounds like shnayim would be yotzvi ting suba, and then from the end of the Mishnah, it sounds like only shloshi is yotzvi ting suba. But if it's shnayim, it would be yekayim. So the Gemara says two teruts. And the first teruts is Amar Abaya. Abaya says. Said, Sefer us on the Koyhenes. The Sefer is talking about a Koyhenes for Rabbi Yehudi, and it's Rabbi Yehuda. Which Rabbi Yehuda? Rabbi Yehuda in our Mishnah, who said twice that when it comes to these halachas of Amadaris Ishtoi, we make a distinction between a woman that's married to a Yisrael versus a woman that's married to a Koyen. Meaning, we try to be more patient 
and resilient when it comes to a woman that's married to a Kayan. And the reason is because a Kayan, once he divorces his wife, cannot remarry her. So even though Yehuda wasn't mentioned, Mefurish in the Mishnah, but we were supposed to understand, Zokta Gemara, that we need to stel to Rabbi Yehuda from the previous Mishnah. Rabbi Yehuda said that there's two zmanim when it comes to all the Hamadaris ishtois. Here too, there's two zmanim. So if she's an Ashes Israel, so then up until one regal, Yikayim, two regalim, Yotzvi, Tinksuba. And if she's an Ashes Kayim, then two regalim is going to be Yikayim, Shloish will be Yotzvi, Tinksuba. So there's a stira in Mashmois from the Mishnah, what Allah is by Shnayim. It's not a stira because one Mashmois is referring to an Ashes Israel and the other Mashmois is referring to an Ashes Kayim. That's the first terrace of the Gemara. Rabbi Barulah Amar, Rabbi Barulah said, like Kasha Kambi Redufa, Kan Besha'ina Redufa. He said there's two types of married women. There's a married woman that's Redufa. She's always running home, Rashi says, Lebe Savia, to her father's house. Then there's a married woman that's an Aina Redufa. She's not always running back to her father's house. A woman that's a Redufa, so for her, two months or two regalim, not being allowed to go back to Beisavia is already too much. It's Yoytsevi eating suba. If, however, she's an Eina Redufa, so for her, two regalim we can make work. But Shloisha regalim, not being able to go home, that's already going to be an issue. So we just mentioned Eishas uh, Ish, that is a Redufa versus that's not a Redufa. So we have a little bit of a Dvar Agada. The Pasuk says, Oz... This is a Shirim, so the context is Shira Shirim. What does this mean? I'm Rabbi Yochan. Rabbi Yochan said, The Klai Yisrael is like a Kala that's Shlema Beveis Chamer. She has it good, Beveis Chamer, meaning she's married, she's living with her husband. She's Beveis Chamer in her husband's parents' house, and things are so good, she's Shlema Beveis Chamer that she's Redufa Lelech Ulahagat Shvach Beveis Savir. That she's so excited to go back home and tell her parents how good her in laws are to her and how happily married she is. So this is interesting. This is a, a Kala that's Redufa. Usually you think she's Redufa, she's like a Nerdif, right? Somebody's being Redufa and she's running for her life. That would be the conventional understanding of Redufa. But Rabbi Yechiman said that there's a concept of a Kala. That's she's redufa, but she's redufa. She's running the hagit to come back and say how good she has it. There's going to be a day where we're going to have a relationship with Hakadosh Baruch Hu, where it's going to be tikri ishi. Hakadosh Baruch you're going to be ishi. But not by I'm Rabbi is going to be. This is in the end of days. Like a kalo that's beveis chomeha, meaning Rashi shekfar nises. There was already a nesuin v'loy kekalo beveis avia, but not like a kalo that's simply beveis avia. So our relationship with Hakadosh Baruch Hu is going to be like a kalo beveis chomeha, not like a kalo beveis avia. The Marsha on this Gemara says that what's the oimek? So in the Chedushei Agados, he says that we know that marriage is made up of two components. There's Eresin and then there's Nesun. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Mekadosh Am Yisrael Ayyidei Chuppah V'Kedushan. So there's Chuppah which is Nesun and then there's Kedushan which is Eresin. So the Marsha says that our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu is a relationship of Chasim V'Kala Shirashirim V'Chadoidi etc. etc. But on this world Ba'olam Hazeh all it is is Eresin. In the next world there's going to be a day where V'Hoi Ba'yoi Mahu No'um Hashem 
tikri ishi v'loy tikri li oid baili. Where we're going to be ishi, where it's going to be ishos, it's going to be nesuin, but it's not going to be baili anymore. It's not going to be erisin. We're going to be kekalu beveis chameha. We're going to be living together with our husband. V'loy kekalu beveis avia in Golis, where we're still beveis avia, albeit we know we have some sort of relationships. That's what the Marsha says. As it relates to this Gemara, so we're going to post two related raid bites. One is from Psachim Dafpei Zayin, which is a festich samsoifer on this Indian of Kalab Chamel versus Kalab Avesavia. And the other one is more recent. It's from Ksubis Dav Zayin. We said over a shtickle from Rav Shlomo Fisher about a Havarab and a Havas Oilam and the two relationships that we have with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Be'echus and Be'kamos. One is Eris and one is Nesuin. Marsha on Dav Zayin, the Klayokar and Parshas Bamidbar. So the Mishnah said that if somebody makes a nether towards his wife, you can't tell you why. If you can't put her in a position where she can't go to a base of or to a base mishto, and the reason is, so what does this all mean? You can't tell your wife not to go to a base mishto, because there is a noyel b'fana, and I know what noyel b'fana means. What is it, Rashi? Noyel, you're closing literally delis the door shel simcha, because you're withholding from her the ability to be happy. You can't put your wife in a situation where she's not going to be b'simcha. So if you tell her she can't go to a base mishta, she's not going to be b'simcha. Elo avil my noyel b'fana ikka. But you're telling her that she can't go to a base avil. How is that being noyel b'fana? So the Gemara says ton. You want to know what you're being noyel for now? Is because eventually she's going to die. Eventually everybody dies. And there's going to be no one that's going to mourn her. The reason is because people are going to say, one second, she didn't go to anyone's funeral. Now the reason she didn't go to any Leviah is because her husband had made a nether. But everybody knows that. And because... She didn't go to other people's base level. No one's going to go to her. And as a result, she's going to be Some say, no one's going to even bury her. Could be the Hever Kadisha, not even going to be interested in, in getting involved. So, come on, Tanya, on that note. Hey, Rameir, Mayor Flake Zugin. Rameir used to say, he didn't one time say, he used to say, Mike, this what's behind the Pasuk that says, Tevlo Lechas al base Ovel, Mi Lechas al base Mishta, Basher Hu Soif Kola Adam. What does this mean? Dvarim shal misa. A person should go to a base avel and he should be vachayitin aliboy. He should think of dvarim shal misa. The sofa yifsedune. He should make a cheshment that if I'm going to go to a, a base avel and I'm going to be maspid somebody, so one day in return you're going to get that. The cover yitberune. If you're going to go bury people, will bury you. The yodel yidlune. If you're going to go cry and wail for someone, they'll do the same thing to do to you. The lavoy. If you'll be malavet amaze, yalvune and the ton, if you're going to carry the mace, yitanune. So a mayor said that a person should realize how the world works and everything comes around. So that a person should run to the base of uh, more so than to the base Mishnah, this should be his cheshman. So what's this iris that a person should get when he goes to a base of He should realize that if you're going to do this to this person that died, then eventually it's going to come back. The hafla on this Gemara asks a very, very obvious question. He says, everybody knows, Rashi in the beginning of Parashas Vayechi, that there's something called chesed shalemis. Yaakov Avinu told Yosef, we spoke about this the other day, the whole shvua and mitzvah l'kaim divri amis, more to come. But Yaakov Avinu told Yosef, vasiso imadi, Chesed ve'emes. And Rashi says, what does it mean, Chesed ve'emes? Chesed shel emes. Because the Chesed that a person does with a person that's dying is a Chesed shel emes. It's a freak to have flaw on this Gemara. It says it's a plea to him. Rameir just said, 
טוב לו לחס על בייס אובו מלחס על בייס משתה, והחי ייתן אל ליבוי דברים של מיסו. He should recognize that anything that you're going to do is going to end up coming back. So break the half law, it's not a chesed shalemes. So Rashi says it's a chesed shalemes, it's contradicted by a gemara, something that was margulah b'pumi der ameh. Ameh used to always say that you should do chesed with a mace, what should your cheshben be? Because you should recognize that one day it's going to come back. So the half law is matchik a little bit, and he says that probably you have to say pshat is, but although it's true that the chesed that a person does with a mace, he's going to be rewarded for, but he's not going to be rewarded directly from the mace. Because the mace is not in a position to repay the favor. That's all Chazal meant when they said chesed shalemes. They didn't mean that the person's not going to get rewarded. Of course he's going to be rewarded. What they meant to say was, you're not going to be rewarded directly from the person. But says the hafla, you think that the person's not going to be rewarded? Of course he's going to be rewarded. Every chesed has keren kayemes loylam habo and yoichel perisein loylam azeh and a chesed shalemes is the same way. In fact, that's what Ramey was saying. Ramey was saying that even though you're doing a chesed with this person and you think, Avada, you know in the next world you're going to be rewarded. Chesed shalemes. But in this world, you may be thinking that you're not going to be rewarded. You can be rewarded on this world as well. So what does it mean then chesed shalemes? All it means chesed shalemes is that you're not going to be rewarded directly from that person. And he teaches does the flood of Pasuk. He says, Ramey said, toiv lo lechas al beisavim a person should run to a base of Why? Says the Hafla, because it's a, it's a murder of Chesed. Now, you're going to say, Basher Husayv Kala Adam. That being that this person is going to die. So, really, if this person's going to die, there's no way he's going to be able to do Chesed back with you. Because Saif Kala Adam, this person, not your Saif Kala Adam, this person who just died is Saif Kala Adam. The terrorist is Vachayitin Alibai, but just realize that Enochanami, he's not going to be able to return the favor. Make the Cheshman that because of what you did, the Safed, the and the Kavayik, the and the Yodl, the the Lavay, the the Ton, the We've spoken out from the Chsam Soifer in the past, not for now. But the Chsam Soifer said that what's the Indian that if a person does Chesed with a mace, it's Chesed Shalemes. What makes it Chesed Shalemes? He says that when a person does Chesed with somebody else, the Iker Chesed is. Not so much what he gave him, the Gashmias, but it's the fact that through the Gashmias that a person is helping another Yid with, he strengthens him and he allows him to serve Hashem and ultimately be zoicha to the real reward. And the real reward is, is Olam Haba. So yeah, you help somebody out in this world, it's a very nice thing. But the real schar is going to be that when a person recognizes that because you helped Ploini, so Ploini was Zoycha to Olam Haba, and you had a chilek in Olam Haba, that's where the real reward is going to be. So the Chassam Soifer says, you could do chesed with a mace, but the chesed that you do with a mace is not going to allow him to be, have more Olam Haba because... And his game is over in that regard that he can't get more Olam Haba. So the Chassam Soifer says that when you do Chesed with a mace, really the Iker Chesed and the Ik is, is not no gay, it's not applicable. Because this person doesn't have the ability anymore to accomplish. So you're right, you'll be rewarded for the Gashmias, the Gechesed, but the Ruchnias that ordinarily comes from a Chesed, which is the Iker source of Schar, 
that you don't have when you do schar and ames. And it's for that reason it's a chesed shalemes. But it's counterintuitive. When a person does a chesed shalemes, and when a person understands that really this investment of time is, maybe if I was helping someone that's alive, and allowing this person to learn more and do mitzvahs better, I would get much more schar for it. And here I'm doing chesed with a mace, but faket, that's good for what makes it a chesed shalemes. And chesed shalemes is, is gewald. It's you do it that the Chsam Soifer used to give drushes every year to the Chavri Kadisha. The drushes he gave to the Chavri Kadisha, you go through them, they're epic. The chizik that he used to give them for the chesed shalemes of what it was, I don't remember if this is in one of those drushes, but the point is, is I don't think so, but regardless, he used to give a, a lot of chizik to the, to the Hebrew Kaddish on this Indian of chesed shalemes, but it's such a teeth guy in what makes a chesed chesed shalemes, and this is also some soy for 101, this whole idea of helping other people and really the whole tachlis uh, of a person is to do chesed and specifically do chesed in a way where you're going to be able to help a person more in his aliyah because that's really the ultimate of why a person was created. When a person does chesed with a mace, he's doing chesed, but he doesn't have that component, which is good for why it's a chesed shalemes, which gives it a tremendous cheshivas unto itself. So again, a man tells his wife, you can't go to a base oval, you can't go to a base mishta, can't do that. Why? You tell you can't go to a base mishta, you know, deles shel simcha b'fanel. And if you tell her you can't go to a base oval, she's missing out on this v'achayit and aliboy, this whole hafla on rameya flegzugin. Okay, but if I'm hoyet ha'mishum davaracha, but let's say he says, not frivolously, you can't go to a base oval, base mishta. He has a reason. He says mishum davaracha. Then already it's smote. My davaracha, where's davaracha? I'm rabbi the mashmul. Mishum bnei adam prutzim mishem etzuyim mishem. He tells his wife, listen, I know some of the people that are going to be there. That prutzim, I'm not comfortable with you going. It's like a little bit of like a kinoy of of mesach desaita. But the point is, because of bnei adam prutzim, that's not okay. Amar ravashi, ravashi said loy amarim el deschazik. The only time a man can do that is if those people that are prutzim are eschazik, meaning either they're eschazik that they're prutzim or it's eschazik that they're there. He has to be very sure about what he's saying. He's just paranoid and he's being then already he has no namanas. He can't tell his wife, don't go to a simcha because maybe there's a suffix that there's someone that's there who might be a parutz. That's already not okay. If he tells his wife that I'm forcing you to tell Pliny what you told me or to tell Pliny what I told you, that too is in the category of Yoitzi V'yitink Suba. So the Gemara says, V'teimu. Why? What's the big deal? Like, it doesn't sound like there's something so harmful happening over here. No, it's talking about this thing that this man wants his wife to repeat. is something that's embarrassing, and because it's embarrassing, it actually is a very big deal. Oi, the Mishnah said, If a man tells his wife that you have to be So the halach is, that's also going to be a problem. So what does that mean? So the Gemara says, meaning, the Pashup Shah and the Pasuk sounds like you should like maybe empty out the garbage. So if that's what it means. So what's the problem? What he's telling his wife is, that I want you to make sure that the Zerah is going to leave your body. So like this, you're not going to have any children. That's already cruel and unusual. Now why is that such a big deal? So Pashup Shah is, because... She wants to have children. She wants to have a chutra liyado, mara lekfura. She wants to have children, even though she doesn't have the mitzvah pruvu. But of course, this is what a mother wants. And as a result, if you're going to tell your wife that she can't have children, you're going to force her hand in that regard. So that's 
Other Rishayim say it's because there's an Isra of Ashkasa Zerah Levatala. And this is really Taloi in whether or not women have the Isra Ashkasa Zerah Levatala, which is also going to be a related raid bite. Says the Gemara. That was one Pshat. And Masnisa Tana in a Brisa, we learned a different Pshat. But he's telling his wife, is, I want you to take 10 uh, barrels of water, jugs of water, and I want you to dump it into the garbage. So the Gemara says, Bishlam, according to this I understand why it's a problem. We just said two reasons. So I get it. This is grounds for divorce. She looks like a shaita. What's she doing? She's filling it up and then she's empty. You can't tell your wife to do something like that. Somebody makes a nether to his wife, telling her you can't borrow anything from your neighbors and you can't lend anything to your neighbors. Again, how could a man do that? He made a nether. No hana if you're going to do this. Like all the cases in our Mishnah. So the halach right? what was the thing that she can't borrow, she can't lend, not a nafa, not a kivan, not a rechaim, not a tan, these are all the things that a woman uses in the kitchen. So the halach is, give a get. Why? Because she's going to have a bad reputation by her neighbors. Everyone's going to know that if you ever need to borrow a sieve, you can't go to her, she's not going to lend you the sieve. And even the fact that she doesn't want to borrow, that's also not such a good sign. So the bottom line is, that's not okay. So what's the Tanya Nami Hachi? The reason, right? The Bryce always talks a little bit more than the Mishnah. The Mishnah Yes, that says the Gemara. The Bryce continues and says that if she would make the nether, that she's not going to borrow, she's not going to lend, or that she's not going to weave clothing, nice clothing for her sons, that's also a reason that she has to go. Why? Because he's giving him a bad reputation also. This is interesting. So if he makes the nether towards her, and the same would be true if she would make the nether, it's affecting him because he doesn't want to have a wife that has a, a reputation like this also. And here the Allah is say just notice, Shaloi Biksuba. Here the Allah is going to be Taitse Shaloi Biksuba. So this is Rav Kahana's halacha, wasn't the Mishnah. It's Rav Kahana's halacha with a Tanya Nami Hachi that's supporting what Rav Kahana said. Zok the Mishnah Vaita. And this next Mishnah with some of the ensuing Gemaras are absolutely classics. Ben Benoishal classics. The following are examples of where if a woman behaves a certain way within her marriage, Talach is a man can give her a get, and the Chiddush is can always give her a get. He is absolved from his Ksuba responsibility. Says the Mishnah. So a woman that's Iveris Aldas Moshe, that's number one, and she's Iveris Aldas Yehudis, that's number two. These two categories are examples of where a woman is Yoitze Shaloi Bixuba. What's an example of a woman that's Iveris Aldas Moshe? She gives him food, but she didn't give Maeser from the food. So this man sits down to eat dinner, and lo and behold, he's eating Tevel. She didn't go to the mikveh. So he's being Mishama Shanida. 
she wasn't not for shchala. Vinoideres ve'ina mekayemes, or she makes the darim and she's not mekayim. Tomorrow we'll explain that one. Ve'izo hidas yehudis. What's an example of das yehudis? Yoitzeveroish shaprut. She goes out in the street and her hair is not covered. Vitava she weaves or she spins thread b'shok in the street. Umedaberes in kolodim. She talks to everybody. Abishol oimer. Abishol said afen mekaleles yoldav befanav. She's mekalel. She shelts her in-laws to her husband. So she's talking to her husband about how bad her husband's parents are. Reb Tarfin said, Afakailanis, that's a woman literally that makes a lot of noise. We'll see what that is. Vesayakailanis, what's Kailanis? The Kim Shemadaris, but when she talks inside her house, and all her neighbors are able to hear everything that she's saying. But either way, so the Mishnah says there's two examples of women that are Yoitzois, Shaloi Biksuba, Hiveris Adas Moshe, Vadas Yehudas. Rashi says that the definition of the two categories, and Hiveris Adas Moshe is a woman that's violating Das Moshe. Principles in the Torah. What were the examples that the Mishnah gave? Machilose Shene Mausa, Umishamashto Nida, like Koitzeloi Chala, Venaydere Shene Kayemis, which we need to explain. What's an example? What, what's Hiveris Adas Yehudas? So Rashi says, quote, very important halacha, Shenahogu Bnois Yisrael. These are things that the Bnei Yisrael are accustomed to doing. Even though it's not that much, it's not mentioned anywhere in the Torah. But the fact that the Bnei Yisrael took it upon themselves, this minute, so that's already a reason that it should have chashivos, and a woman that violates that, that's also Yoytzvitin Ksuba. So we're almost equating these two things. There's Das Moshe, and there's Das Yehudas. They have the same Shulchan Aruch. The Allah, a woman can't violate either one, Yoytzvitin Ksuba, but in terms of understanding what they are, Das Moshe means she's violating one of the principles in the Torah, and Das Yehudas means that she's going keneged, a minig, shenagu All it is is a minig. Mishnah gave examples of Das Moshe. The Mishnah gave examples of Das Yehudis. The Gemara is going to discuss everything. So the Mishnah said, Vezoi Das Moshe. What's an example of Das Moshe? So the first three were, Machilosa Yishe She gives him to eat food that wasn't Gemaisert. Umeshamashtoi Nida. Tashmish with it. Out, her going to the mikveh. Additionally, when she gives him bread, she wasn't mafresh chala. All these cases are averes adas moish. Self-explanatory, right? What exactly is the case? If he knows nifresh, then he should just be mafresh the maestres. And either lo yada, if he doesn't know that. She wasn't mafresh maestres mina yada. So how does he know now to be yotzi, but like suba? We'll explain this in a minute. So the Gemara says, like, Sricha, to Amrullah, you have to say, the case is, where they were having a conversation, right? They were just making small talk at the dinner table. And he says, so tell me, you know, where do you go to be Mafra Shmai? He says, oh, play me Kayin Tikin Sakri. The next day he meets him in Shul, and he found out that it wasn't true. This is how he found out and she got caught feeding him food that really was not Moser. Now, there's two toysters over here that are Negei Apash. really three. We'll speak out two. Then Negei Apash, Pshan, and the Gemara. Dibra Maschel, Idiyada, Nifresh, and Dibra Maschel, Ploini, Koyantikin, and really this, these two toysters are not going to be Negei, the next few Gemaras that we're about to learn as well. The first toysters discusses, the Gemara said that a, a woman that feeds her husband food that's in a Moser is an Averis Adas Moshe. So the Gemara says, I understand. Idiyada, if he knows about it, Nifrosh, then uh, let, he him, let him be Mafrish the Meiser. And if he didn't know about it, then Minayada. How does he know about it now? So Taisva says, let's understand the first part of the Gemara's question. I di Yoda ba Nifrosh. Maybe he was Yoda. Maybe it's true. Maybe he takenu. 
and he will be mafish. I mean, he asked her point blank, and he got to the bottom of it, and he's going to be mafish. But at the same time, she's an averis al Moshe because she tried being machshel him. Right? The Gemara says that it can't be he knew about it beforehand. Because if he knew about it beforehand, he could have just been mafresh. And then what? Then she wouldn't be an Averis Altas Moshe. We're trying to understand why she's an Averis Altas Moshe. If he knows about it, then she's not an Averis Altas Moshe. Fake says, why? He knows about it. You're right. He will be mafresh. But she's still an Averis Altas Moshe because she tried being him. So Tyson said, in Cheshman, maybe you're right. But at the same time, the Loshen Machilosh in Musa sounds like, yeah. And because it sounds like he already ate it, that's why the Gemara didn't want to say that. Tosis brings another teretz from the Rajba that it could be, if he doesn't eat it, she's not an Averis Haldas Moshe. And that is because she can always say, I was just playing with you. Meaning, I knew you weren't going to eat it. Varai, you didn't eat it. You see, you found out. Why do you think you found out? I wanted you to find out. I just wanted to warn you. You see, this is just a warning sign. Consider yourself on notice. Because the next time you eat, you might be eating tefl. But the point is that uh, threat, that the, that the Toysis was just muching that thus alain that she's an Iveris Adas Moshe Lechayru shouldn't necessarily imply that he would have had to have eaten it. Good. Then the Gemara said, Eat the loyad, I mean, no yad. Elamai talk about he ate it. Good. How do you find out now? Fake Toysis, the next Toysis, what do you mean? Adam came. Adam came. Isn't that how it always works? Better. She was Maida. He does Baldin. Kimei Adam Dami. Shavya Nafshi. Chaticha Di Yisura. Right? So what's. The, so Tosa speaks out that you have to say it's right? You're sitting at the dinner table, all of a sudden there's a knock on the door, there's two Edom here. I want you to know this Hagodas Edos with a Kmardin and it's Hasra, it's not usually the way it happens. So you're right, if there's a court case and there's a Bezdin, then there's Edom, then there's Hidas Badin. But for there to be Edom and Rishonim Amoise, for there to be Hidas Badin, that's already a Milsud of Leishricha. And because it's Leishricha, so it's not a stop that that's what happens. So the Gemara is just trying to come up with a case that like this Shriach dig. So the Shriach dig case would be where they had a conversation and somehow. She ended up getting caught. Same exact question as it relates to Nida. If he knew she was a Nida, Nifresh, be Pirish. And if he didn't know, Nismoich, Ilova. So, like, what's the issue now? Meaning, if she has a right to rely on the fact that she's claiming she's not a Nida, how do you know that a woman's allowed to count for herself? When it comes to Nida, she doesn't need Aid, we rely on her. She's allowed to count. It's talking about a Nida. Uh, a Zava who has to count Shibana Kiyam, but the point is is that we trust her to counter you may need that we trust the Zava to counter you may ziva. So the Gemara says like Tricha the Amr Rei Ploini Chacham Tirli Asadam, the same case. She says that I went to Ploini Chacham and there was a Mara and there was a Shaila and he was the one that was Matirin and then he met the Rav Azal Shaila Vishtakach Shikra and he found out that it wasn't true. Iba Yisemi Rabbi Yehuda Dam Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Yehuda said Huchzakon Nida Beshchein Oisav Baila Loikala Mishom Nida. This is a huge halacha. But uh, but the point is that there's an idea that if a woman was she was behaving like a nida, so we have the halach of huchsak that says that even though there's no aid and we can't prove that she's a nida, but that in and of itself is enough of a, a reason for us to treat her like a nida. If a man would then be boil his wife, even though there's no real rayas that she was a nida, he has a din of a boil nida, he gets malchus. But the point is, where she was mishamashtoy, and then afterwards he found out that she was she was wearing the clothing that a nida used. Wears. That's enough of a reason to look at her. I mean, if it's enough of a reason for him to get Malkus, it's certainly going to be enough of a reason for us to treat her as a, a veris 
Al das Moshe. Veloy koitzel achal. Heichidam. That's the case of chal. Ida yada. If he knew about nefesh, let him be mafish chal himself. Ida yada. And if he didn't know about him, no yada. How does he know now? Let's reach again. The Amalei plainly gabel tikan liyaso iso. She told him who was the gabel, who was the kneader that took care of all this. And he found out that it wasn't true. So these are all examples of a various al das Moshe. Now the Mishnah gave another example. Venoideres ve'ena mekayemnes. A woman that makes nedarim, she doesn't keep the nedarim. That's when a various al das Moshe. The Mar says why? The Amar Mar ba'voy nedar. A person that violates Nadarim, it can cause Khalilah Bonim Mason. Shanema, the Pasik says, I'll teach in his Pika Lachtias Psarcha. The guy is a Maisiad of Shell Adnam. So it's really the end of the Pasik. The Pasik concludes, I'll teach in his Pika Lachtias Psarcha. I'll teach in his Pika Lachtias Psarcha. I'll teach in his Pika Lachtias Psarcha. So the Gemara says, that it seems like this person that was teaching in his Pika Lachtias Psarcha, which we're explaining to me Nudarim can cause at the end what is the Pasuk says it's because of that he meaning a person makes Nudarim and Shfu is these things and he's guilty of them that's what causes he and as a result a man has a right to be if she's Noideris even though it's not affecting him, right? What was the kasha? The kasha was, an Oideris Fein Mekayemes, we understand, is an Oideris Adas Moshe. She's being over Yachad Dvaroi, and Moitzvis Asachat Tishmar, Gechala Yotzvi Piv it's one lav and two essen, as we'll see when we learn Masech Nesnadar. So what was the Gemara's question? Why do we need an explanation, right? What's lacking in Hezber in terms of why uh, a woman that's an Oideris Fein Mekayemes is an uh, Oideris Adas Moshe? The reason is because it's clear from the Mishnah that the only time an Oideris Adas Moshe is the Yotzvi Tinktuba is it affects him. If it doesn't affect him, then you, you don't have that halacha. Mishamash toinita koitzalah is she's not chala. He's not being mafresh to mizamayisus. So the question is, where is noideris for enim affecting him? It's affecting her. We understand that. But the question is, where is it affecting him? The teretz is baner mason, and because the baner mason, that's why it's affecting him. Tanya hoyu ramei yoraimer. Second time in today's daf. Ramei used to say kolidev ishlish noideris for enim If somebody knows that his wife makes nedarim and she doesn't keep them, there's an eitzah yachser v'yadirena. What he should do is he should get her to make another nether. Yadirena, the Maimasak, how's that helping anything? What you should do is you should incite her. So that she will make a nether in his presence. And then you should be made for the nether. Meaning there's a way to just knock these nadarim out of the way, and that is by her making the nether in his presence, him being made for the nether, and that will make it go away. So Rameyer said that someone that's Yedeh B'ishish and Yedeh B'ishish and Yedeh B'ishish and The Mishnah said Yedeh B'ishish Rameyer said Lav Davka Amruloi They told Rameyer Ain Adam Darim Nachesh B'chifo You can't do that. If she's an Yedeh B'ishish It's a bad thing. Bonim Mason. What's the Eitzah? Yakni Tena What if it doesn't work out? Lamaisi you're forcing this person to live with a Nachesh a snake B'chifo in a basket The point is it's it's you can't put a person under so much pressure that his wife might be making the dorm and he constantly has to be vigilant. It's just not okay. And as a result, on a similar note, 
Any person that knows that his wife is not being mafresh chalo, so what the Mishnah say? A very sad No, what you should do is just always be mafresh chalo. I mean, you should, you should always double check what's going on. They told him, ain't them done enough, but it's not fear. Why? Because, again, you can't put a person in, in such a situation. So we have two machloikis in Tanoim. Where a woman is doing something that technically is an Everest at Asmash, or two of the cases of the Mishnah, or in a Kaitzalaychala, the Mishnah said, and we have a Mandama that says that but at the same time there was an eight so that maybe not either or or So the Gemara says, Man the Mandama that said. With regards to Chal, the one that said with regards to certainly as relates to Nadarim. And the reason is because Chala is much more prevalent, obviously. Every time you break bread, this Chala. Nadarim is already Loishikha. Avamanda Masniahach, the one that said that Yaksaviaknitana regarding Nadarim, Avalaha, as relates to Chala, maybe not because in the Mikdivachal, because people eat all the time. And as a result, it's something that's Moshiach, because it's Moshiach, over there you can't have that Eitzah. The Eitzah Hidas Yehudas Yoytzah V'Rosha Perua. Zok to Gemara. Rosha Perua? They raisah We said that the Mishnah broke down the Inyanim, that if a woman does, it would be Yoytzah eating Tzum into two categories. There's an Averis Hadas Moshe and there's an Averis Hadas Yehudas. Averis Hadas Moshe is where she violates principles in the Torah. Averis Hadas Yehudas is where she goes Keneged, the minig of Bnois Yisrael, Afal Gaf, the Loik One of the examples of Das Yehudis is she's Yoitza, the Roisha Perua. Roisha Perua is not Das Yehudis, it's Das Moisha. The Pasik says, Upara is Roisha Isha. This is a Pasik in Parshas Nasai. It talks about the Saita. And one of the things that they did to the site was they uncovered her here. The Tanadir of Yishmal, Azar, Perua. You see from here that this is a source that a married woman has to have her ear covered because if she doesn't have to have her ear covered, why is the Torah saying, Who said her hair was covered? So if the Torah used those words, her hair must have been covered. So the Gemara answer is, It's true, a woman has to cover her hair. However, Kalta Shaper in order to fulfill her obligation with the if she was wearing a kalta on her head, that already itself would be enough. Das Yehudis is a filu kalta nami asif. When it comes to Das Yehudis, then if she was wearing a kalta, it would be a problem. So what's a kalta? So we'll see Rashi inside. Sal, it's a basket. Chiyeshloi milmata base kibble. Lahol my beraisha, meaning it's a basket, but it's also like a hat. So it has a base kibble, she can put it on her head. Who base kibble milmaila. But it also has a base kibble memaila, hence it's a basket. Losses like plach upishton, she puts her her yarn and she puts her pishton. It's also her pocketbook, so she has all her things over there. So that kalta is enough to satisfy the obligation midayraisa. However, for das yehudis, kalta wouldn't be enough, and therefore for das yehudis, they would already wear a proper head covering. Now, what was not perfect about a kalta? The reason is because it was a basket. It had pores in the basket. As a result, some of the, the hair was noticeable. So it's for that reason we need to go further and we need to have a proper head covering. Omer said, a kalta does not violate pururash. So if a woman wears a kalta, it's going to be okay. Havi tried understanding what Rabbi Yechonah meant. He said, hey, when Rabbi Yechonah said to Salacha, this woman of the kalta that Eimba Pururash, where was she? Eimba Bishok, Ishi in the Shok, Tasi It's true, 
Mishalta Eimba Peru Roish on a Dairaisa level, but there's still an element of Das Yehudis, and if there's an element of Das Yehudis, so it's not so poshid, the Ela Bechotzer, in the Chotzer. In the chotzi, you have to wear a kalta. In kelo, he nacht the bas lavram avinu sheyeshevas tachas by the woman doesn't have to cover her hair if she's inside her chotzer. So what was Rabbi Yechon referring to? If he's referring to a woman that's in the shuk, then kalta is not okay. It's true, midayrais it's okay. Rabbi Yechon's talking dayrais. Rabbi Yechon's talking to the yidden. He's telling them what they have to do. So kalta is not fine. No, if there is hadas yehudas, if you wear a kalta, so you need more than a kalta. Elamai meant the chotzer. The chotzer she can do what she wants. In kelo he nacht the baslav ramavinu she yeshevas tachas by. It was probably very uncomfortable for a woman to wear a kalta the whole day. So it, meaning, of course, it's poshit. She doesn't need the kalta. I mean, Abaya, Abaya said itin Rav Kahana. Some say Rav Kahana said this. The chotzer the chotzer v'derech mavi. was talking about a very specific case where a woman is in her mavoi. Of Erevin fame, and she's going from Chatzar to Chatzar, also from Erevin fame, but she's going from one Chatzar to another Chatzar inside a Mavi. She's not in the Shuk, therefore she is not in Iveris Atas Yehudis if all she wears is a Kalta. But at the same time, she has to cover her hair because she's going Michatzal to Chatzar, Derek Mavi. There are people there. That's where Rabbi Yechan said the Kalta is going to be Shaper Dami. But what emerges from this Gemara is that Midday Rice, a woman has to cover her hair. Midday Rice, and she could be Yoitza with something that's a little inferior, such as a Kalta, whatever that is, you have to know. However, there's an Indian of Averis Aldas Yehudis where she would have to have a proper head covering. It also emerges from the Gemara that the only time a woman has to cover her hair is if she's going to be in front of people. So, for example, she's in a Rosh Hashanah or even Mechatzel Chatzer Derech Mavoy. But if she's going to be in her own Chatzer, obviously this Gemara has a lot of implications in Halacha, Yonim, the income of it's way above my pay grade, this sugya, and as a result, we are going to stop here and go back and talk about some raid. It's a little morbid, I apologize in advance, not terrible, that we spoke about earlier in the week on Dafayin, and that's the Indian of, of Mitzvah Lekayim Divri Amei. So just to be Mekayim, what Ramey said in today's Daf, Toiv Lolechas Al Beis Avel, Milechas Al Beis Mishta Basheru Soiv Kala Adam, Vachayitin Alibay. So just to talk a drop. Something fascinating on the topic of Mitzvah Lekayim Divri Ames. So the Gemara on Daf Ayin Amid Aleph, and it's the Gemara elsewhere in Shas, brought the Halach of Rameir, which is Gepaskind in Shulchan Aruch, and that is Mitzvah Lekayim Divri Ames. The context, interestingly, of Rameir's Halacha, that Mitzvah Lekayim Divri Ames, is the story of Ilfa and Rabbi Yechen. But that's a whole other shmuz. But Rameir's Halacha is that Mitzvah Lekayim Divrei Hames. We mentioned that Toysvis in Ksubis Tafayin Amal brings from Rabbeinu Tam. The Rabbeinu Tam said a chiddush. He said that the only time the halacha mitzvah lekayim divrei Hames applies is in a case that mirrored the makar of Rameir's halacha, which was the Mishnah on Samech Tesh on the days where a man had given money to a shlish, a person that he trusted, a third party, a power of attorney to buy a field for his daughter when it would be time for her to get married. The man died. Rameir said, based on his shita, his principle, that mitzvah l'kayim divrei But Rameir Tam said, it's only in such a situation where the mace didn't just tell you to do something. But he was hushlish biyotcha. It's in that instance that Allah is going to be mitzvah l'kayim divrei And at the surface, it sounds like Rabbeinu Tam is saying two things. Number one, the only time you have the halacha mitzvah l'kayim divrei ames is when you're dealing with money-related items. Number two, where the person made you a shlish, he made you an achroi, 
you agreed to it, you consented to it, and as a result, there's some shlish responsibility and relationship between you and the mace. It's only then that you have this halacha of mitzvah lekaim devrei ames. Taisus and Gittin, Dafyud Gimel Amad Aleph, brings Rabbeinu Tam, Benusach Acher Ktsas, Rabbeinu Tam said that the only time there's halacha of mitzvah lekaim devrei ames is if we're dealing with monetary related items, but specifically money that this man is now giving over Biyarusha. So when a man dies, all his possessions go over to the next generation. Biyarusha. So right now, what happens to everything that he amassed? From an Olam Hazadiga perspective throughout his life, right? His Olam Haba, his Ruchnias, he takes with him. But his Olam Haba, he leaves here. It's pretty simple. But the point is that what happens to all of it? So you have Yesh Neuchlin, there's a whole Seyda Nachlis. It goes over now Biyarusha. It's that money that he's bequeathing right now that's going over Biyarusha that he can dictate. And if he says something, I'll send Nemar Mitzvah Kaim Divriames. So these are the two Rabbeinu Tams that are quoted by Toysvis and Shas, Subas Dafayin. Which would seem to limit very much in scope and in nature this principle of mitzvah kaim divrayames. We mentioned that Rabbeinu Tam's halacha is gepaskin by the mechaber in Shulchan Aruch. The mechaber is in Cheshem Mishpat. It's in Simon Reishman Beis. It's Sif Cotton Beis. It's one line. Mitzvah lekayim divrayames. Afilu barish etzivo ames. The halachas of mitzvah lekayim divrayames are not exclusive to a man that's dying. But if a man says something and then he dies, if these were his quote-unquote dying wishes, so the halacha is mitzvah lekayim divrayames. For who shenosnoi achshav lishlish l'shem kach. But the only time this is true, this is not such fine print. The only time this is true. If he gave it over to Ishlash. We mentioned that there were tshuvas that were written by Gdaili Yisrael where they were asked questions where a man died and he had his dying wishes and it's Tzavah or he did it by and the question is do you have to listen or do you not have to listen? And there were really two tshuvas that set the stage very much for all the future generations and how these shilas would be Gapaskin. One was written in the 17th century by the Shvus Yaakov Rav in Prague, and the other one was written in the 18th century by the Neudebi Yehuda, the Rav in Prague. And they both said in very, very clear Boktsena Diga language that mitzvah lekayim divrei ames is, like Toysvah says, Rav Shas, B'Shem Rabbeinu Tam, and the way it's brought down in Shulchan Aruch, it's only in Egeia in Yonim of Mammon. Just again, the Chazer, just the words of the Shvos Yaakim and the Neidah Behuda, not the Arichos, but just the one line. The Shvos Yaakim, and Chela Kal of Simon Kuf Samaches, Vaidole Matsinu Beshum Poisek, Shemitz Melekayim Divri Ames, Besharmili, Afilu Betzabos, Avit Oyimoy. There's no halacha mitzvah kaim divrei ames when it comes to sharmili, meaning things other than mominus and other with the conditions that Rabbi Rutam said. The Neidah Behuda is in Madura Tinyana Evena Ezra Simon Memhe. The case that he was asked was regarding a shidduch, where a man on his deathbed said that he didn't want his daughter to marry a certain person. It's a fascinating story, like so many of the Chubas in the Neidah Behuda. That person happened to have been his brother, But either way, he said That's the only time it's Nogeya. It's even more than It's even more poshit than you can eat eggs together with milk. That's poshit, right? This is even more poshit. The only time you have mitzvah kind of It's mefurish What's this conversation even all about? 
stating that it's really not so posh. Even though it's Tosfos and Ksubastaf Ayin and Gittin Daf Yud Gimel, and even though the Mechaber Paskins in the Chayshon Mishpat Reish Nun Beis Sif Cotton Beis, and the Shlus Yaakov and Chelak Alav Sim Kuf Samaches, and the Noida Beyhudim Adur Tinyan Evan Ezesim, and they all said that it's all posh. Yoiser Mi Beyosav Bekuscha, but the Emes is there's a Mefurish Sma like we spoke out where the Sma seems to suggest that Mitzvah Lekayim Divrei Ames would be true for other Inyanim as well, and the Makar to it is another Alach. It's also Chayish Mishpat. Simi Reish Nun Gimel, not Reish Nun Beis. Sev Cotton Lamed. Shchiv Mera Shetziva. Shchiv Mera. Man that's dying, and he gave it Tzava. For Omar, he said, "Al Tispedu, don't be masped me." In Soif Denoi, say the Alach is you're not allowed to be masped him. You're not allowed to be masped him. Says the Sma. The reason is Vatam because Mitzvah Lekayim. Divrei Hames. And we spoke out that the truth is, it would seem to be a Mefurish a Medrash. A Medrash that the Shvus Yaakim and the Noid of Yehuda obviously never saw. The Medrash is a Medrash HaGadol. It's in Parshish Vayechi. It's on the words, Vayoymar, Anoichi Esa Kidvarech. So after Yaakov Avinu's Metzavi Yosef, and he tells him, I'll not take Bereini B'Mitzrayim, and he tells him, I want you to take me up to Eretz Yisrael. It was a Mesiris Nefesh for Yosef to bury Yaakov in Eretz Yisrael. But... Yaakov Avinu commanded Yosef to do it, and Yosef said, I will do it. Ramei Roimer, where was Yosef at Tzadik coming? Now he made a shvua. You have to understand the measures. But where was he coming from? Ramei Roimer, Mitzvah Lekayim Divrei Ames. But what do you see from here for sure? That the Inyan of Mitzvah Lekayim Divrei Ames is not exclusive to Inyanim of Chayish Mishpat. So the bottom line is, it would seem, at the very least, to be a little bit of a shayla. And really, where this plays itself out is... Very If a parent or an Adam Gadol or anybody for that matter dies and they write in the Tzava that they, they're kindly requesting that this be done or that that be done. So is there an Indian of Mitzvah Lekayim Divrei Ames? Or is there not an Indian of Mitzvah Lekayim Divrei Ames? We mentioned that where this featured itself very prominently was in the Tzavahs of many G'dayli Oilam where they wrote specifically in the Tzava that they didn't want that after they died that Anyone should be masked them. And the question was, do you have to listen? They do this at a whole Chiddush, and because of that, he was masked the Pnei Yeshua, and others were, but it was a big tumult. And, and really, when you break down and dilute the whole sugya, it comes down to a few principles, but one of them very much is, do you say mitzvah l'kaim divrei amesanas? I was just thinking, in terms of speaking out, something interesting, and that is a tzava that was written by one of the G'day Le'yayla, that was Marish Shalomis. And it was Marish Haylamois in the Koisle based Medrash from a halachic perspective. And it's the tzava that was written by the great Goyen, Rabbi Shloim Kluger. So Rabbi Shloim Kluger, who of course was one of the great 19th century Gedolim, he was the Rav in Barad, which was an Irve in Yisrael for 50 years, one of the great Meshivan. And Rabbi Shloim Kluger, he wrote a tzava, he added to it three times. So really, the Tzavav, Rav Shalom is made up of four different wills. It's made up of four different Tzavavs. And he instructed his son, who, would, who was a great Rav and a great guy in his own right, Rav Avram Binyamin Kluger, and certain things. And his son wasn't 100% sure how to deal with it. And that's really the backdrop to where this Tzavav became famous. Either way, so Rabbi Shlomo Kluger wrote in his Sava the following. This is how he starts. He says, I'm turning 50 years old this year. He said, now is the time for me to sit down and to ask 
Slicha mechilat from the Kaddish Baruch Hu for everything that I did and to start thinking about the next world and for me to sit down and write my tzava. Incidentally, he doesn't say this, but the Svar Makdoshim say that the Pasuk says, that when a person turns 50, that's when he's supposed to start thinking and preparing for the next world. Person is supposed to start preparing earlier, but that the year the Shnasachamishin is a year of kedusha, and when a person turns fifty, his mindset mindset has to start shifting. He has to start realizing that he's not going to be here forever. It's poshut. That's pshat and Reb Shlomo Kluger. It's. And he felt that this is the time for him to start preparing. So he starts off the first bullet point that he wrote in his Savah was, I want to deal with the Mominus. He says, I don't really have that much to talk about. So he says, let me get this added away. So he talks about Amish, the few shekels and the few rubles that he had. He talks about his wife's suba. talks about her sheitel, the shteren tichel. But in the svarim that he had, that was the whole ruchosh. He had very little money. And as a result, he said, you know, this is something that let me let me just address so we can uh, we can square that away. One of the things that he wrote very very much about in his tzava was that he wanted that throughout the Yud Beis and throughout the Shiva and really hopefully he tells his son you could do this even longer is they should have a minute they should always say over Torah in his name. He said it was something that was very very important to him. He says you want to give me Hana? This is going to give me tremendous Hana. So he said that he wrote a lot of drushes and has paid him. A lot of things that you can even learn you know, during Shiva and during Avelis. So he tells his son that while you're sitting Shiva, I want you to please go through some of these Aspedim, some of the drushes that I wrote. Then he tells him, throughout the Yud Beis Chodesh, if you can start a shir, it should be a shir kavua, it should be a shir kavua, and you should say over Torah every week, he says maybe on the parsha and some of the swarm that I wrote on Chumash, and he says you should say over on the parsha, you should say over Torah in my name. But he said this will be a schos. During the Avelos, what did he want? He wanted Sifsoyfs, we always talk about the Shemoylam, and the Sifsoyfs, the Vice Pekever. This is from Shloyma Kluge, Gana but this is something he wanted. And he told his son, this is one of the themes, it's, it's probably the predominant thing, that he wants him to say over Torah in his name. One of the things he said was, that after he passes away, he said, you should take two svarim. He says, doesn't matter which svarim. Meaning random. Just take two svarim. You should open up the svarim. Leave them open. So the side that's written should be, it should be upside down. So he said, this right after he passes away. He says, one you should put on my heart. And the other one should be on the face. And then you should put the talus over him. But this is the way he wanted to be covered. He wanted to be covered with a svarim. So, so they bring here on the bottom, there's a Hagah on the tzava, that the Talmidim, they went, his son, and he took out two svarim, exactly what he told them. He did it random. And he put one, he opened it up, and he put it on his heart, and one he put on his... And he looked afterwards, and the one that he put on his heart was Chedushin that Rabbi Shlomo Kluge had written on Choshen Mishpat. And he realized he was Mekayim Choshen Mishpat Al-Libay. He said it was 100% B'mikra, and that was the way it played itself out. But this is the way Rabbi Shlomo Kluge wanted that his body should be lying. Either way, after a lot of Musr and a lot of Vachayit and Al-Libay, at the end, he starts telling his son different things that he wants him to do. He tells him, Ani Mitzavu Lebanai Shayem Rukatish. Gam bechodesh yud beis or yud gimel 
He said, I want you to say Kaddish, but not for 11 months, which is the minig. I want you to say Kaddish for 12 months. And he said, if it's going to be an Ibiyar, then I want you to say Kaddish for 13 months. So he told him, I want you to say Kaddish for the whole year. Then he said something else. It's the last thing he wrote. When you're going to take my body to put it into the ground, I want you to throw me. You should take a big stone. And you should throw it on my heart. Don't do it softly. You should say, this It's unbelievable. This is This is Kluger. He says you should say that it should be nechshav keivu. He was niskal b'sanhedrin. He says I'm having a machshava now as I'm writing this. This is what's going through his mind as he's writing a tzavah. I'm having a machshava that I'm getting skiva im tziruf amaisa shalata. So be mitzarev, said Rav Shlomo Kugel, my machshava that I'm having right now as I'm writing the tzavah. Together with the maisa you're going to have when you're going to throw me and then you're going to throw this stone on me. Yechashav like ilu nidum b'skiva b'sanhedrin. So he's that a person that gets skila, he didn't just get skila. He got all dalad misnois. And he said, this should be a ticket for everything that Ploini was pogan. This is what Rabbi Shleim Kluger wrote in his Sava. So Rabbi Shleim Kluger was Nifter, the Gan Oinim. And his son, Rabbi Vram Binyamin Kluger, opens the Tzava, and he reads it, and he went through it, and it's, it's Mole Yerushamayim. But then he came to the end, and his father instructed him, and his father told him two things. One thing he told him was that you should say Kaddish for a full year. It's not the minute. We don't say Kaddish for a full year. We don't say Kaddish for the last month. And if it's an Ibiyar, you shouldn't even do it for Yud Gimel Chadashim. And then he says, you should give him Mises Bezden. You should give him Skila. You should throw him B'Koyach. It was his father's wishes. It's his father. Mitzvah L'Kaim Divrei Ameis. Mechabdei L'Chamoisai. And besides, it's what he wanted. And if he wanted it, Ritzayim Yishaladim Zahu Kfaydeh. How do you not fulfill this? But then, how do you do this? It's his father. And it's not just, it's the God of Adar. It's like, what do you do? So... Rabbi Ram Binyamin Kluger, he sent the Shaila to his father's Yedid Nemon. And that was Rabbi Yitzchak Shmelkis, the Heilig Beis Yitzchak. And he sent to his father, he sent to Rabbi Yitzchak Shmelkis, and he said, I don't know what to do. Now, just to digress for one second, parenthetically, Rabbi Yitzchak Shmelkis was such a Yedid of Rabbi Shlomo Kluger, he actually wrote a Sefer. He wrote a Sefer, Divrei Hespedim, his Hergation that he had. Shlomo Kluger was nifter. The sefer is called Siach Yitzchak. It was written by Rabbi Yitzchak Shmalkis, and it's written 100% on Shlomo Kluger. It was the sefer I tried getting my hands on unsuccessfully. There's another sefer that was written on the Ptir of Rabbi Shlomo Kluger. The sefer is called the Shoin Tzadik. That sefer I did get my hands on. And uh, thank you to Mr. Mizrahi. And the sefer of the Shoin Tzadik is a collection that Rabbi Vram ben Yom Kluger put together about different letters that he had gotten from different gedolim after the Petira of his father. So it seems, we can't appreciate this, but Rabbi Shlomo Kluger's Petira, it sent shockwaves through Europe. It's in, in an incredible... 
He wasn't young. He was well into his 80s. But at the same time, it, it made a tremendous roshim. He brings five letters that he received. I'll just mention a few. One is from Yitzchak Shmelkis. I was going through it. One of the things Rabbi Yitzchak Shmelkis said on him is he considered him a father. So Rabbi Kluger was a father figure to the Beis Yitzchak. Just to appreciate a little bit that one knech. One of the letters that he got was from Rabbi Yitzchak Blazer. This is Dovah Be'itai. Rabbi Itzel Mipetterberg. The Talmud Muvik of Rabbi Yitzchak Salante. The Baal Koich The Baal Pri Yitzchak. So apparently he was also very close to Rabbi Shlomo Kluger. And he writes a beautiful letter. This is Divrei Tanchumen that he wrote to Rabbi Shlomo Kluger's son. One of the things that he writes is he says that and I want to say different hesped, the hesped, different hergeshem on your heilige father of Shlomo Kluger. So he says that we say in Pesukah de Zimra, "Hoydu l'Hashem kiru b'shmoi, hoydiu va'ame mali loisav." So he said a beautiful taish. This is from Rab Itzala in the letter that he wrote, nice marumakim, to Rab Avram ben Yom and Kluger when he's giving him tanchumen on the p'tir of Rab Shlomo Kluger. So he says, "Hoydu l'Hashem kiru b'shmoi, hoydiu va'ame mali loisav." So he said the Yidden they praise Hakadosh Baruch Hu. The Umay Sa'ilam, they also praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And he said, He says, The Amin, the Umay Sa'ilam, they praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu when David should do something good. So they say, Wow, you saw that miracle? You saw that Moisfis? Wow, it's Moiridik, it's not Shaykh. Look what God did. It's incredible. This must have been a miracle. This was absolutely amazing. He said, A Yid, the act, you just mention Hashem's name. And what does he do? He thanks HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So he said, Hoidu Lashem, Kiru Bishmai. You mentioned the name of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And you want me to thank Hashem? Tell me a little bit about him. What did he do? Tell me on my face. When's the last time there was a miracle? Then we'll start talking about He said a year is Hoidu Hashem It's So he said there's some gedolim. There's some people. He says that in order to properly be maspidan in order to get people to recognize what was lost it has to be he said you don't have to say one word it's he said there's nothing I have to say all we have to say is this is what he wrote him that's all I have to say there's nothing else that needs to say it's because he received the letter from Shlem Gansfried, the Baal Kitzer Shulchan Aruch. Either way, at the end, at the end of this Sefer L'Shoin Tzadik, he writes the Svarim that his father wrote. Right, you know, it's you do it. The Velt says, or Elof L'cha that he wrote a thousand Svarim, right? There's different rumors. But I'll just tell you what he writes here at the end of the Sefer. I think this is a pretty authentic source. So at the end of this Sefer L'Shoin Tzadik, so he has his Svarim that were written and broken down. Svarim Nitfasim, Ve'ilu HaSvarim HaNinsam Itonu B'Ksav Yad Kotshay. So the Svarim HaNitfasim is 28. There's 28 svarim that were netfasim and 146 svarim that at least at that time were found because Yad Gotshay. It's a solid line of close to 200 svarim. Reb Shleim Mekluger Einenu. But either way, so the Shailas were presented to Reb Yitzchak Shmalkis. And the question was, what are you supposed to do? There's actually a tshuva about Reb Shleim Mekluger's sava in the base Yitzchak. The tshuva is in Yeridei Chelek Beis. And it's tshuva kufnun zayin. The tshuva was written not to Rabbi Avram ben Yom Kluger. In the Sefer Siach Yitzchak, there is Shakla Vitaria between Rabbi 
Rabbi Avram B'Yom and Kluger and the Beis Yitzchak. But this truth in Beis Yitzchak was actually not to him. It was to Harav Agoyin Rabbi Tzvi Horowitz. So who's Harav Agoyin Rabbi Tzvi Horowitz? How did he get involved in this Indian? So he was a Talmud of Shlomo Kluger. And Rabbi Shlomo Kluger wrote that he didn't only want his son to say Kaddish, but he had this Talmud he wanted him to say Kaddish for him also, which was also Kaddish. But he wanted this Talmud to say, and he said the same thing. I wanted to say Kaddish for a year, and if it's a Shnasa Ibu, 13 months, it turned out to be a Shnasa Ibu. So, really, the question was are you saying Kaddish now for 13 months? What's he supposed to do? And this Talmud sent to Shiloh, like Rabbi Ram and Yom and Kluger did, to the Beis Yitzchak. The Chuvah that's printed in Beis Yitzchak is the one that was written to the Talmud, not the one that was written to his son. But either way, the Beis Yitzchak said a Dover Nifla. So, what's the Shiloh really? To so say Kaddish for another month. Why not? It's not Pashat. The reason it's not Pashat is because is why does a son only say Kaddish for 11 months? It's because we know Mishpah Rishon B'Gehenim is Yud Beis Chaydish. And because Mishpah Rishon B'Gehenim is Yud Beis Chaydish, so if a child would say Kaddish for his father for a full Yud Beis Chaydish, it's as if he's saying that his father is the Mishpat for Yud Beis Chaydish, a Geitarayin in that Oynish HaChamura, and he's not allowed to do that. He's not allowed to do that. So I'll covet for his father there's an Indian to only say for Yud Aleph Chadashim to show that he doesn't, even though he's saying Kaddish for an Aliyah his Neshama, but it's not Chas Fisholim because he thinks he's included in the Mishnah of Mishpah Rishon Begehenim Yud Beis Chadash. So essentially, then the question is that being that the child is doing it for his father, so what's said the Beis Yitzchak, it comes down to could a father be Michael Akvaydeh? He could be Michael Akvaydeh. But he said the reason it's not so posh it is because I don't know if this is Kvaydeh. This is Bezyoinoi. And we spoke of in the Rivash just recently that a father can be Michael Akvaydeh, he can't be Michael Akvaydeh. So he said, that's the Shaila. You want to know what the Shaila is? When a child says Kaddish for Yud Beis Chaydeh and not Yud Alev Chaydeh, could be he's being Mavazdeh's father Barabba for that 12th month. And av shem machal al b'zioyne ain b'zioyne machal. That's a halacha pesuk in Shulchan Aruch. So either Rav Shlomo Kluger had no gerech to be machal al b'zioyne, and based on that, it wouldn't be okay. So this was this was the crux of the question. This was is this fall into the category of av shem machal al b'zioyne she ain b'zioyne machal. So the Beis Yitzchok said a davar nifla. Kedarke b'kodesh. He said that a person says kaddish for how long? He says kaddish for eleven months. Why? Mishpah Rosham B'Gehenim is Yud Beis Chaydesh. And because it's Yud Beis Chaydesh, so we knock it off one month. The one month that we knock it off is 11 months. What if it's an Ibiyar? It's still going to be 11 months. Because Mishpah Rosham B'Gehenim is Yud Beis Chaydesh. And because it's Yud Beis Chaydesh, it was supposed to be 12 months. So we're going to shave off one month. You're going to end up with 11 months. So he said that I have two Marmakoimists from Rishonim ready for Goinus. That could be not so Pashat. The first is a Raivet in his Pirish on Mishnayis, on the Mishnah in Idias, that says, Mishpah Rishon B'Gehenim is Yud Beis Chodesh. What's the Makar? Shenemar, the Pasuk says, V'hoyo midei Chodesh B'chadshoi. That's the Mishnah. Zok the Raivid, V'hoyo midei Chodesh B'chadshoi, Yovoi Kolbasar L'Hishtachavois L'Fon. Midei Komar B'chadshoi, Mashma, B'oysa Chodesh Atzmoi. Kaloimar, me nisan le nisan, oi me tishrei le tishrei, the kamar yavo kabasalishtachavois lifne hamokoid, ube mishpa rishon kamari de xive yatsu vero, be pigre anoshim, fame oisam shakafu be ikir, vishinesh beyadam chilashem. Dinam yud beis chaydish. Zok the raivet. What did the Mishnah mean when it said that the makar to Mishpah Rosham began yud beis chaydish is from vahayim midei chaydish bechadshay? Because it sounds like from Nisan to Nisan and from Tishrei to Tishrei. And the context over there is Mishpah Rishon. So he said, if it's mitishrei to Tishrei, min Nisan to Nisan, so it's not yud beis chaydish. It's a year. 
Because what happens if you have an Ibayar? So then the Mitishri Litishri took 13 months. And then the Minisan and Nisan also took 13 months. So if that's the case, so really the Mishbar Hashem Gehenim is Yud Beis Chaydesh if it's a Shana Pshuta, but it's going to be Yud Gimel Chaydesh if it's going to be a, a Shana Meuberes. The Yitzchak said that I have another Makar maybe to say something like this. And that is a Toysvis. It's the second to last Toysvis in Mesechtes Chagiga. The context over there is the last Gemara in Chagiga. Amr Eishlakish, Eishlakish said, Ein ur shal gehenim shayletes bepoyche Yisrael kalvachoyme mi mizbeach hazav. Ma, mizbeach hazav that only has an oivadiner zav. The fire of all the carbonists that were brought on top of the mizbeach couldn't be shayletes by poyche Yisrael shamalei and mitzvahs kerimoyin. That's the end of Masechtas Chagiga. So Toysvis over there is a small Toysvis where Toysvis talks about the Indian of Poshia Yisrael ain't Urshal Gehenim Shalatis Boy. And Toysvis talks a little bit about Gehenim and the last words of Toysvis are, however, after 12 months, there's no Gehenim anymore. Because there's no Mishba Risham more than a year. Zokt. Rabbi Yitzchak Shmelkis, what's the nafkamina between Yud Beis Chodesh and a year? The Chuvah Chassam Soifu we always speak out. The nafkamina is, what would be if it's an Ibiyar? If it's a din in Yud Beis Chodesh, so then there'd be no Cheshbin of the Ibiyar. But if it's a din in a Shana, Shana Tmima, so then already would have to include the Ibiyar. So he says, Sai from the Raivid in Idias, and Sai from Toysus in the end of Masechtis Chagiga, it sounds a little bit that Mishpah Rosham B'Gehenim is not a din in Yud Beis Chodesh, but it's a din in Minisan Lenisa, Mitishrei Letishrei. It's a din in Shana Tamima. And if it's a din in Shana Tamima, that would mean that when it's an Ibiyar, when it's an Ibiyar, so then, really, the Mishpah would be 13 months. If the Mishpah is 13 months, so then if you're shaving off one month, what would you have to go down to? You would have to go down to 12. So he told... This Talmud of Rabbi Shleim Kluger that Kedai Haraivid Vahatoisfis Lismoy Chaleim, but zero of the fact that Rabbi Shleim Kluger at Azoygevolt that there should be twelve or thirteen months. That at the very least, being that it's an Ibiyar, it's not necessarily Bizyonis, and you can go ahead and you can say Kaddish for twelve months. This is what he wrote, and then he said that even in the Bachaydish Yud Gimel Yispalolo Amudim Viyikuyim Dvar Vaktoishim Avalayoymer Kaddish Yosem Racha Kaddish Ashayich Lashliach Tzibur. This is the way he finished off the tshuva. But he said that I'll call upon him. I have him a card that you want the twelfth month. That's something I could give you an answer to. In this tshuva, he doesn't mention anything about the Arba Mises Bezdin, but in the Siach Yitzchak he does. There he does mention it at the very very end. He, this he wrote already to Rabbi Kluger's son, Rabbi Avram ben Yamin Kluger, and he told him with regards to the Dallas Mises, that's already this is already uh, a begin of, of real bizyoyness. This I don't know if there's any eitzah. He says Ulai maybe being that it's being done with kaparosa, and this is something that he wanted. He said Einboy mishum Einboy mishum bizyoyness, but he said, that's already very schwer for him to be made of. Like he didn't know what to do. Didn't know what to do. Taka didn't know what to do. But either way, just a little bit of a time of this Indian of Mitzvah Kayim Divri Ames, where you had an Adam Godel that wrote a, a tzava, and there was a big tumult. Like, how do you handle the tzava? How are you supposed to treat this from a halachic perspective? And this was the tzava of the great Rav Shlomo Kluger, which ended up at the desk of, of his Talmud and his uh, Mamish Benoi, his, his Chavar, Rabbi Yitzchak Shmalkis, Chuvas in the Beis Yitzchak, Sforum that were written of Divri Hesbid, Divri Tanchumen, regating Shlomo Kluger, Veschusa Yaga and Aleinu.